Our scripture reading today comes from Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. So I was recently talking to a newer person here at the Leewood campus about uh, church stuff. They had some questions and I was trying to help them out. And so we started talking about kind of the history of the church, things that they weren't around for. And I really started talking about things before COVID, like the before times. You, you remember that? Um, you, know, we, you know, we used to kind of do this, but now we do this. And we, you know, we didn't live stream and now we do and yada, yada, yada. And something they said back to me stood out, and they said, sounds like a lot has changed. And I kind of went, yeah, a lot has changed. I don't know if you feel that too, but it feels like a lot has changed. It feels like over the past two years, we took 10 years of change and just shoved it in. Online shopping, right, is through the roof, uh, never probably to be the same again. For some of you, this was this last year was the first time you used Instacart or grocery store pickup or DoorDash, or maybe you still don't know what those are. That's fine too. Uh, Movies, right? The movie industry is is wrestling with what is its future? What does it look like now? Do we we release this only in theaters? Do we release it only online? Do we try to do both at the same time? How we work has changed. Uh, I know many of us in, in the Christ community family that I've talked to have not returned in person to work yet. Uh, or only doing that a few days a week, which is different than what it used to be. Recently, uh, I was listening to the CEO of Microsoft, uh, and she was saying how at one, during, in one day during the COVID lockdown, their, uh, their online collaborating tool, it's called Teams, they added 200 million users in one day during COVID. How we go to school got weird, Zoom classes, right, temperature checks, homework pickup and drop-off. We learned a new language, masked, unmasked, vaccinated, uh, variant, hospitalization, alpha, beta, delta, right, all this, all this stuff. And it's going to keep going. It's going to keep going, right? COVID or not, technology's changing, culture's changing, economy is changing. That's the way it has been, and it's the way it's always going to be. Things change all the time, all the time. But honestly, I don't know about you, but for me, these last two years, I'm like, please stop, please slow down. I can't take all this at the same time. But, I, but we need to remember something together. As, as God's people, we need to remember something together. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. We remember in the midst of our constantly changing world that some things, in fact, the most important things, do not change. They do not pull the rug out. They do not leave us behind. They do not leave us high and dry. They do not disappoint. And Matthew 28, which we just heard read, is one of those places in the Bible story that reminds us of that, that the most important things don't change. This is Jesus, if you will remember with me, his his final words to his disciples in the book of Matthew. 
And in a sense, they're his final words to us. And it's this reminder, we have an unchanging mission in our ever-changing world. We have an unchanging mission. And what we wanted to do was take a Sunday to talk about that before Advent. So before we start a new series on the names of God for uh, Advent and Christmas, we want to take a minute and remind each other of the mission we are on as Christ's community, no matter what. So if you have your Bible, turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 28, and we're going to be there at the end of chapter 28, really starting in verse 18. Four things here about our mission from Jesus that, that don't change. Okay, first is this, who is in control never changes. Who is in control? And you see that in verse 18. Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay, all authority is Jesus's. Not some, not most, but all. Which means there's nothing that has happened, nothing that will happen around us, among us, or within us, over which Jesus is not ultimately in control. All authority, all in heaven and on earth, has been given to him. Now, Jesus doesn't spell this out, but it's worth reflecting on, okay? It's worth taking a minute. When Jesus says all here, he means all. He means that the metabolism of the cells in your body right now, that the fusion in the sun right now that's warming our planet, that the countless stars and galaxies whirling around at impossible speed all the way down to the feelings you have, the griefs that you carry, the hopes and dreams that you think about, the cosmos and the sparrow are all under his watchful care. That's the idea. Now, how often do we think about that? How often do we believe that? Be honest. There are times in your life where it feels like, man, there's no way Jesus has all authority in heaven and earth. Every one of us can probably right now, today, look at something in our lives, okay? A headline, uh, a job change, a layoff, a relationship, a fear, an illness, and say, Jesus, do you really have authority over this? Because it sure doesn't feel like it right now. This is an easy promise to forget. And it's a really difficult one to believe, especially when things in our lives are not going the way that we want them to. But let me remind us of something, okay? As a, that's a reason, there's a reason that part of our mission is to gather together, to remind each other of this, to remind each other. That's why Christ's community is a gathered family every Sunday to sing over one another to sit under the authority of God's word together, to receive from the Lord's table together, to remember together who is in control, no matter what it looks like out there, no matter what it feels like in here. That's what we do. And listen, when we come together, there are real differences in this room. There are different issues, different struggles, different doubts, different questions, different opinions, different stages of life, different marital status, different passions and gifts and weaknesses and sins, but there is one Lord in this room. And he is in control. Jesus reminds us here that what never changes, what always grounds us, no matter what, is not first who we are, 
but whose we are together. We belong to Jesus. Remember with me, okay? This is easy to forget. We do not belong to the chaos of our world. We don't belong to an ideology. We don't belong to human authority. We don't even belong to ourselves. We belong to Jesus, who is in control and who's taking care of us right now. And that does not change. Doesn't change. Who is in control doesn't change. And who this family, this church is for doesn't change. Okay, that's the next thing. Who the church is for never changes. This is where Jesus goes next in verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says, I, all authority is mine. And then he sends us on mission to be a family for all nations. Notice with me, this is the second all in this passage. That word is really important to how you read this. All authority, all nations. We are not a family for some people or for lots of people or many people, but each and every and any people. That word translated there, nations, is probably better translated like people. So the, the, the Greek there is ethne, which we get our English word ethnicity from, which even in English means more than nation, right? Like nations can be full of different cultures and ethnicities, right? The, the, the idea here is that Jesus is, is choosing the most comprehensive word that he can in such a way that if we ever come to him as his people and say, Jesus, your message of forgiveness and reconciliation, uh, is it actually for them too? Because <laughs> I don't like them or I don't get them that Jesus' answer is always, yeah, them too. Everyone, everywhere, all the time. That's the idea. And this moment, remember with me, in Matthew 28, it, it launches a movement that was born that had no earthly business succeeding. What, look at what, what does Matthew say? Verse 16, 11 people. <laughs> there are 11 people standing around Jesus here. And he looks at them and he says, go share this good news and everything I've taught you to all peoples. All of, they don't even know who all the peoples of the world are at this moment. But they shared. And then they shared. And then they shared. And then they shared all the way down to this room. You and me. We are the fruit of a mission given to 11 people thousands of years ago for all peoples, and it's still going out. It's the same mission that we're still on now. It's the same one. And I don't say this to lift Christ's community up as some perfect place. We're not a perfect place. We decorated for Christmas. It's not even Thanksgiving. So you already know that we're not a perfect place. But Christ's community has multiplied Five campuses around our metro, okay? Let me just talk, maybe we don't think about this very much. Let me talk about that for a minute. There are five unique communities that are reaching people, that are reaching all kinds of people that any one of us could never do because that is Jesus' mission for us. And through those five campuses, those five like little families of faith, 
15 amazing ministry partners are served and funded and prayed for and encouraged who are serving the poor alongside of our church, the single mom, the foster child, the immigrant, the refugee, the unborn, the under-resourced, the unemployed in our city. And through those five campuses, right, five global partnerships in Kenya and China and Germany, Iran, Rwanda, are doing the work of launching and supporting, and we did the math on this, over 700 local churches around the world. Your part, our partnership with them means that we are part of the story God is telling in every tongue, tribe, and nation, just like Jesus said, in and through his people. And because of your generosity, and not just financially, but your prayers, your hospitality, your love and support, our residency program, where we bring in pastors to train to go take this church thing even further. We have served over 35 residents now for 15 years. And they are now themselves out leading and serving churches nationally and globally. We're a part of that, what God is doing. And that vision to, to, to train pastors to launch healthy churches helps to inspire our national partner made to flourish to go, among other things, to go out and serve other local churches to start other residency programs so that they can train pastors to start even more healthy churches. Think about it. In over 15 states now across the country, think of the impact that can have on this little Matthew 28 mission. <laughs> now, none of that, by the way, none of it is easy or convenient it's not convenient for our partners. It's not convenient for us. It takes really hard work. It takes sacrifice and attention and commitment. But it's an easy decision. Because Jesus believes in his mission for all peoples in the church. Easy decision. When Jesus left, he left us. Yeah, <laughs> think about that. And yes, local churches are messy and they're hard and they're human but Jesus believes in her. And so we do too. We do too. And we want to grow even more here, you guys. That's, that's why I want to put something on your radar. This upcoming new year, we're going we're gonna to pray together as a church family. We want everyone to participate. We're going to pray together specifically for more people in our city and in our lives to come to be open to learning more about Jesus and receiving him. We have a role to play here in Kansas City that we want to deepen in. This is something we felt for a long time. So starting in January, we want everyone in Christ's community to pray for nine people in our lives for 90 seconds a day for 90 days, 90 days of prayer. We're calling it 90 squared for nine because we wanted it to sound cool. We wanted to make a brand. We wanted to make a, a picture. But the idea is very simple. It's to pray to God to open doors. We know we live in a skeptical age. People are very, have a lot of questions about God, about church. Okay, we know that we need God's help. We know that. So we're gonna, we're gonna pray. We're gonna talk more about this in, in 2022. But for now, today, you're gonna get an email and it's gonna have a video of me in it. Don't let that stop you from watching it, okay? Uh, this is going out to all of our campuses, Okay that's going to give you more information about what this is going to look like. But for now, 
open that email, start praying, and there's a short survey there that you can take for us that's going to help us to equip you even better as we approach January, okay? We're really excited about this. We want to take Jesus' command here seriously. And we believe if we ask for his help that he will do something about it. So 90 squared for nine. It may sound cheesy, but we're all in. Let's go, okay? Let's be excited. Who the church is for doesn't change, whether that's all over the world or right in our backyard. Doesn't change. Who we are for never changes. And how we follow never changes. How we follow Jesus. Look back again at verse 19. Jesus says, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. There's that third all. All that I've commanded you. We don't teach, as a church, we don't teach Jesus' followers some of what Jesus taught or the fun parts or the convenient parts or the parts that make us feel good. We, t- we teach all. All that he's commanded us to do. And here's our way of translating that here at our church. The scope of Jesus' mission is for everyone for all of life. That's the scope. The mission is, with the, with the Holy Spirit's help, to take ordinary people Okay, like you and me, and transform them into apprentices, disciples of Jesus, who have so internalized his teaching, his example, his kingdom, his power, that we live our lives as if we were Jesus himself. Simple, right? <laughs> Easier said than done, yes. And that's never going to be an easy sell, okay? We're not going to build a big brand saying, listen, Deny yourself, carry your cross, and follow him. But that's the mission. All of life for all of Jesus. Every second of every day is a discipleship moment. It is a moment to deepen in our obedience and intimacy with Jesus, to trust him or not. Whether we're here at church or we're at work or we're at home or we're on vacation, we are on mission with him. That's part of why we have worked so hard to create a way to daily engage with Jesus together as a church family in the formed life. And if you haven't done this, please participate. You can do it online. You can grab a journal. They're actually out today. This is for our upcoming Advent series. You can start journeying with us right there. Because as important as Sunday is, Jesus is after every day. That's his mission. He's not content with an hour on Sunday. He wants every minute of every day from his people. That's the goal. That's why one of our core classes here at Christ Community that we want everybody to take is called Church for Monday. We just actually wrapped it up. We did this a few weeks ago, this fall. Maybe you didn't even know we were holding it. It met on Tuesday nights, which was confusing because it was called Church for Monday, but we met on Tuesday, but we figured it out. We got over it. The idea is that part of what Jesus is saying here, if we translated this to our day, is that we as a family together, as a church, should be known more for our Monday lives and faithfulness and service than our Sunday attendance. Sunday attendance is important. It's necessary, actually. But but Jesus is not content with that. And our neighbor needs more than that from us. So like I said, we just wrapped up this class a few weeks ago. Many of the ideas there uh, have shaped Christ's community for a long, long time. So in one sense, there's not a lot new. But another, we repackaged it. We did a few new things. So I was kind of intimidated. I didn't know how it was going to go. It was a great class. So shout out 
to the class of 2021, Church for Monday. Way to go, you guys. We ended the class doing something a little different. I have not done this before. We ended basically sharing stories around our commitment to Jesus's mission, how that changes our specific Mondays, because everybody's got a different vocation and calling, what that looks like. And these stories were from people who, and I mean no offense by this, these were ordinary Christians. These were human beings with busy lives and lots of responsibility, with hopes and dreams and fears and struggles, but the simple stories of what God was doing in and through them, they had me choking back tears as they shared. And I'm not a crier, okay? So that means something. One person, I just want to share a couple. One person decided to write birthday cards to every coworker in her office, okay? And this took guts. She was going to add to every one of those cards, I will be praying for you, which is not easy to do right now. Another talked about learning the names of every hospice worker who was caring for her mother so that she could greet them and encourage them daily because she knows that's really, really hard work. Another committed to caring for a neighbor whose wife, due to health reasons, is out of town and they've been separated for a while and he's lonely and he's isolated, so they're going to take care of him. They're going to be his family. And another adopted a woman in a long-term care facility to be her family when her family wasn't visiting. That's more than Sunday. Do you see that? That's just three examples. That's more than Sunday. That's a caring family of multiplying disciples influencing their community and world for Jesus Christ. That's our mission statement for 30 years. That's going and making disciples of all people, teaching them all that I've commanded, first and foremost, to love God and then to love our neighbor on Monday. Do you see what God can do? How this mission still continues through us? And we never, never, never do this alone. No matter what challenges come our way, no matter what twists and turns come our way, that we cannot yet even anticipate. No matter what, we are not alone. Jesus says, behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Who is with us never changes. Jesus' final word to us here, notice, is not do, it's with. I'm with you, always. This word always doesn't just mean forever, it does mean that, but it's close, it's nearer than that. It actually more precisely means each and every moment of each and every day, I'm with you. And that means two things, two amazing things. One, Jesus is saying, I promise to be with you each and every day until you meet me face to face. Every moment, I'm with you. And for some of us, that may mean decades to more of ups and downs and twists and turns, learning to trust that promise. For others of us, that may be nearer than we know. We, only God knows. But the promise is the same. And I cannot put this better than the old hymn, swift to its close ebbs out life's little day. Earth's joys grow dim, its glories pass away, change and decay, and all around I see, O thou who changest not, abide with me. And he will. He will. Because he said so. As amazing as that is, that's not the most amazing thing to me here. The amazing part is that no matter what happens to you and me along the way, our mission 
our labor is not in vain. We may not live in our lifetimes to see the end of the age that Jesus describes here, but the mission we are on will. It will. Jesus will do exactly what he says he will do here in Matthew 28. He will accomplish it. His people will be vindicated. His kingdom will come. His will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it doesn't matter what else may change along the way, which it will. It will. But this promise will not. His victory is sure. And we are in it. Praise God for that. And it's a privilege to do this mission with you. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks for these simple, clear words from Jesus that remind us whose we are, what we're about, where we're going. Father, I have a simple request. Holy Spirit, I have a simple request. It was not an easy one. Form us. Form us as your people at Christ's community to be worthy of this calling to which we are called. You love us. You're committed to us. And you've called us. For some mysterious reason, you want us with you in this work. Holy Spirit, transform us into the likeness of Jesus to be worthy of his call. We pray in his name. Amen.